You're charged with being guilty. Are you drunk or not drunk? I'm sure a great many people are going to consider this music guilty, drunk or not. Oh, one, two, three, I can hear it. One, two, three, four. It isn't going, it isn't going. Oh, one, I'm going to bite my tongue off. Aren't we supposed to be done? Almost. We're, we're getting close. Primero conecta el extremo del tubo de... Feel that beat. Buckaroo. Holiday. Buckaroo Holiday. Hey, hey, hey it's you. Hey, you came back. Welcome back. Some people don't come back, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, but here you, I'm here, you're here. Who cares, right? Welcome to Buckaroo Holiday. What are we going to do this time? What are we going to do? I, I don't know. Thing is, uh, all the girls are gone. Yeah, except for Pumpkin. Pumpkin's still here. But my wife is gone, and my daughter's gone, and my wife's sister went with them. And they're all down in Florida visiting my wife's mother. And I'm here with Miles. He's gradually getting along. Thanks for asking. It's really, really rough. Gotta tell you. And Pumpkin's here, as I said. But that other little dog is gone. Yeah, that, that's, they, got, they got that other little dog put up someplace for a couple of days. So, man, I miss the girls, but I don't miss that little dog. Oh, man. So none of that stupid barking on this show. No. None of that stupid background barking from that little rotten dog. I don't want that. That's right. I hope you Patreon members enjoyed our NRBQ special. And as I said, a whole bunch of commission shows coming up, and they'll probably mostly be on the Patreon because uh, as much as I love the schnorrers and I'm happy to entertain the schnorrers, uh, it's, the, it's the patrons that I uh, feel uh, an obligation toward. But okay, here we are in the regular civilian version of Buckaroo Holiday. And I'm here for you. I'm here for you, schnorrers, and I'm here for you, patrons. And I'm here bringing you Bella Bartok.
the wonderful, wonderful Laura Nero with a song from her first album. It's called He's a Runner. And before that was Bella Bartok, the first of his six Romanian folk dances. And now I'm going to play something by somebody who was a, a label mate of <laughs> Laura Nero's at the time this is recorded, kind of improbably. I'm going to play something by Harry Parch. For a long time, this album, The World of Harry Parch, which came out around 1969, when Columbia Masterworks was taking chances on some interesting stuff. They did Moondog, which I've played, I think, last time. As I was saying before, this was the only recorded example of Parch's music for a number of years, and I spent a lot of time listening to it. So, uh, you know, Harry Parch, if you don't know the story about him, he was a guy who wrote conventional type of music but was rather dissatisfied by it. At some point, he became a hobo, lived that life for a while, and dreamed up this whole new concept of music that was uh, used a 48-tone scale. And uh, in order to realize this music, he had to invent instruments to play it. So he created this whole array of percussion and keyboard and string instruments had an ensemble that would perform it, and the instruments themselves became almost sculptural works. So the whole thing was a, like a unified theatrical experience with all the performers and instruments and narrators and dancers and everything. And he threw away all that old music he had written and stayed with this stuff. And a bunch of this work drew on his hobo experiences, including this one, which is one of his most famous pieces called Barstow. And it's based on hobo graffiti that he collected and decided to um, illuminate musically. There are eight parts of Barstow numbered. I'll probably play them all through the course of the show because they're all pretty short. And if you've never heard parts, you might be struck by the similarity in Sonics to some of what Tom Waits began doing around the time of the album uh, Swordfish Trombones because he used a lot of parts instruments and some of his collaborators. January 26th, I'm Ed Fitzgerald, age 19, 5 feet 10 inches, black hair, brown eyes, going home to Boston, Massachusetts. It's fall and I'm hungry and broke. I wish I was dead, but today I am a man. Her 
So there's the theme song from a TV show called Shtizzle. Shtizzle? I don't know, Fishizzle? Strusel? Schnitzel with noodles? I don't know. It's a uh, show from Israel, a series about a family of Orthodox Jews living in Israel. And it's really good. My wife got into it. I started watching it along with her. And it's one of these shows like you see a lot over here on HBO and stuff that they focus on a family who for some reason are a little off the beaten track of quote-unquote normal society. See, Sopranos were uh, gangsters and uh, Six Feet Under were uh, undertakers and this is a little less gimmicky than that because uh, it's shot in Israel and it's a vibrant community within the country. It, it avoids politics, which some people are unhappy about, but might be a good idea. Might be a good idea for me too, <laughs> on here anyway. Oh, actually, I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, anyway, the music's really good. I'll probably play some more cues throughout the show because it's simple and really effective music. It really sets uh, a tone and has the feel of that ancient uh, Judaic thing without really evoking it stylistically. It's nice work. Well, I'll, I'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, before that, you heard Time Box. This was the psychedelic band that more or less became the band Pato, who I've played before. Gone is the Sad Man. Great record. Not sure if I played that before. Well, you know. Fats Waller, who had a birthday this week, played the organ there for you on his own Jitterbug Waltz. And then Orpheus. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep shoving Orpheus down your throat because that's just how it is. I was talking to a listener named Herbie about it, and uh, we agreed how much we dug Orpheus. I've talked about them before. Boston band. They came to mind because the Harry Parch thing that started our set mentioned Boston, Massachusetts. And I thought of the Boston sound and the great band Orpheus. So anyway, with the house pretty much to myself here, I thought I could really get through a Buckaroo holiday lickety-split. But uh, I spent a lot of time today hassling fruitlessly over uh, trying to fix sibilance and Plosives. You know, I'm no engineer. I suck at this. So I didn't really get anywhere with it. It ate up a lot of time, though. And resulted in what sounds like, to me right now, a lot of distortion in the voice, which I apologize for. I don't know. And then, um, in the middle of all that, a friend of mine dropped by. And uh, that was nice, I guess. But then we got into a big argument about politics. I don't know. It took the energy out of me. We're fine, he's my friend, but, you know, Christ. Get us at least. 
to 530 East Lemon Avenue, Gentlemen, Monrovia, California. Gentlemen, for an easy hand up. Gentlemen, go to 530 East Lemon Avenue in Monrovia for an easy handout. Gentlemen, yo ho ho.
kind of situation Out in the rain It's some kind of situation Out in the rain I know places to do it, baby Let's jump into your car It's the cheapest motel, baby When I'm dreaming I'm going insane No excitement when I'm dreaming Dinosaurus wants to kill me I'm going insane No excitement when I'm dreaming A gorilla rates my lady baby I'm going insane No excitement when I'm dreaming I just want this man I love I'm me. going insane No place to do it, baby Let's jump into your car It's the cheapest motel, baby Step on the gas, it's not that far French fry, butter, hamburger, French fry, butter, hamburger, butter, salt, butter, pepper, butter, sandwich, butter, jam, butter, hot butter. I don't want that. Give me the coffee.
Monster Comes to the City by Logproof from the Random Radar Sampler. It's a record I picked up, uh, I don't know, 1979 or so. All this avant-garde kind of stuff, Fred Frith and Lal Coxhill and people like that. This, this meeting point between uh, Canterbury-type Prague and more outside stuff. Ooh, you know, I accidentally developed some vocal fry in that last line there. And uh, makes me think of Lady Gaga on those commercials for this scam they got going. Um, what is it called? The Well Health Safety Seal. You know, you got Robert De Niro and all these other scumbags pushing this obvious scam. I don't know. But Lady Gaga with a vocal fry. Here, check it out. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. The Well Health Safety Seal means that we'll feel better going into restaurants and feel more confident going inside.com. If you want to get back to your favorite places and feel confident they have put your health and safety first, look for the Well Health Safety Seal.com. .com. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the Well Health Safety Seal. Look for the well health. Look for the well health. Look for the well health safety seal. From the International Well Building Institute, the global authority on healthy buildings. Look for the well health safety seal. Look for the well health seal. Dot com. Anyway, back to the track descriptions. Before um, log proof, you heard Grupo Sportivo. Band from the Netherlands, song called Dreamin', again from about 1979 or thereabouts. And an artist that I might have played at some point before, I'm not really sure, Don Muro. He's been working on electronic and tape-based music since the early 60s. Very independent and pretty varied. And as you can hear, it's uh, actually pretty, that's pretty accessible, that piece, pretty melodic. When I say I may have played it before, I really don't know. Uh, you know, I don't keep any logs of these shows. Like with the random radar sampler, I'm pretty sure that I might have played um, another track from that a while back. But what happens is I put shows together and I have songs on here and then um, show runs over or I change my mind on a sequence or something like that and things get left off. So even though they were actually put into the show and I did all spiels about them, it's been removed. And I don't remember necessarily at this late date which ones have been included or not so this is why i'm always apologizing for redundancies real or imagined where was i we had don muro before him another harry parch selection from the piece barstow and the first thing was getting nowhere in a hurry that was a piece of source music from the film get carter with michael kane written by roy budd another one i I know that I've programmed on previous shows, but I thought I cut it. Maybe I didn't. There it is again if it is, and, you know, I'm a half in a bag anyway, because uh, with this with this argument politics thing and the technical glitches and whatnot, I, I'm, I've been drinking buckaroos here while I've been doing this, and uh, I'm, I'm done. I mean, I was gonna I was going to try to get this show up Thursday because that was the traditional day for posting these, but maybe I'll start fresh tomorrow. Good night.
snoring, will you? I ain't snoring, it's him. What's the matter? Wake up and go to sleep. Sitting here watching the sun go 
We had Paul McCartney's protege, Mary Hopkin, from Wales, I believe she was. And that was a beautiful song, Silver Birch and Weeping Willow, written by Ralph McTell. Kind of a brilliant piece, I think, because it uh, very simply and succinctly takes you through these phases, um, hopeful yearning through brokenhearted disappointment, ultimately to apathy. And that last one could be taken as a triumph, I guess, just as well as it could be taken as a tragedy. Every little dream that dies is tragic, I think, but it happens everywhere, all the time, forever. So, might as well write beautiful songs if you can. I would if I could, and Ralph McTell did, and Mary Hopkin did a beautiful version of it, I think. Prior to that, it was Dream Search, which is another piece of music from the Stizel soundtrack. Stizel? I'll never get it right. No, it's Stizel. That's what it is. I don't think I properly credited the composer of the score. Avi Belelai is his name. I hope I got that sort of right. Anyway, it's a very nice score. I'll play one or two more pieces. Like I said, they're pretty brief. Anyway, the title of that cue, Dream Search, was appropriate because it followed that little dream sequence I assembled to suggest the time between the other night when I laid off working on this podcast and today. I skipped a whole day and I'm trying again today. Shows you the way these things go, these shows. They, as produced as they are and edited and worked as they are, they are done spontaneously. And uh, just like the, uh, the bit about the uh, well health safety seal that I did the other night, things occur spontaneously and affect the rest of the show as it goes along. And one of the things that affected me, as I mentioned before, was this political argument I had with this friend who dropped by. I don't really have these arguments anymore because I don't talk about this stuff with anyone. I don't see anyone, for one thing. You know, it's still in this weird pandemic isolation thing to a large degree. I probably shouldn't even talk about this now, but I want to because of... Uh, two shows ago, I had a big spike in listenership. I wasn't sure what caused it, but suddenly there were a lot more listeners than usual. One reason, I think, might be that I used a picture of myself and the like sort of ad image for it. And that sounds vain, but it's not what I mean. You know, people are used to these images when you go on YouTube. Everybody who's uh, running a YouTube channel, uh, anybody who's aiming to be an influencer, does these graphics with their faces, you know, everybody with this surprise look on their face. I don't know what it is. It's like a contemporary aesthetic thing that goes on. And I think people are used to that and they're drawn to that. It, it, creates some sort of a uh, resonant frequency between the between the poster and the prospective viewer of this thing and I think that that had that I really think it's that weird it, it's that silly I, I don't know could be wrong but it seemed that way I didn't put my face on it for that reason by the way I just didn't know what to do and I took a quick picture of myself and used it but there were these political elements in this show. You know, I make these cracks from time to time, these little pieces of shtick, you know. And I'm, I, I get that a lot of people are going to listen to that, and they immediately, because it's how it's done now, they immediately associate the opinion expressed or suggested with a whole raft of opinions that you must hold because you said that. And this determines your worth as a person and the worth of everything you do. Now, there's other factors people might not like the show. They might not like the songs. They might think I'm an asshole just in general, politics aside whatever you know but 
but I think this is something, you know, to hear these things, and it's a judgment. Well, wouldn't you know, a few days have gone by since I recorded the previous. I figured I'd stop, and I erased the whole spiel, and then I recorded a new spiel today, something on my mind, and I erased all that, because uh, it's a waste of breath, right? It's a waste of your time. Anyhow, I'm going to play something now, mysterious little record from around 1959. South African artist named Dixie Kwankwa. Now, I know what you're thinking. She's from South Africa, huh? Where did she live in relation to the Great Escarpment? Hmm? Yeah. No, no. She was on the East Coast. And now you know. So, here's the song, When You Walk Alone. Mm-hmm. 
black one. Age 19. Brown eyes, brown hair. Considered pretty. Age 19. 118 East Ventura Street. Brown Las Vegas, Nevada. Brown hair. Object matrimony.
I thought it was worth hearing that version of rock with you without the rhythm section. But I figured you could live without hearing the whole thing. I happen to love the song rock with you. But if I'm going to sit and listen to the whole thing, I'd rather listen to the regular record. I think I might have played it on uh, another show, maybe the New Year's show or something like that, where more conventional things seem to be more apropos. But still, I think that sounds pretty nice. Generally speaking, I'm pretty indifferent to the music of Michael Jackson, like some of the Jackson 5 singles. and Those songs he did collaborating with uh, Quincy Jones and songwriter Rod Temperton, pretty strong pop songs. And that one, I think, is great. Rod Temperton, of course, from Heatwave, did the great song Boogie Nights, and Rock With You is up in that category. Before that, we heard Dragon. This was a Belgian early prog band. Song called Leave Me With Tears. It has those great awkward English lyrics that I like in a lot of this kind of music. I think it's kind of moving. It's a touching kind of song. Clunky, sort of, but take it or leave it. Dragon. The American composer Ruth Crawford Seeger gave us a, a little arrangement of Froggy Went a Courtin', which is more folksy than a lot of her stuff. I think she probably deserves a greater bit of attention for some of her more modern sounding stuff. I'll get to it at some point, but I just felt like putting that in there. Another piece of Harry Parch's Barstow before that. Tracy Day with Here Comes the Boy That I Love. That was a Bob Crew production. Charlie Colello arranging it, so these were instrumental in the Four Seasons sound. And here they were trying to, I guess, create another Leslie Gore. Pretty high bar, they didn't quite clear it, but... It's a good record. And you know, sometimes when I sequence these shows as I'm going, I feel bad. You know, I hear like uh, Mary Hopkin becoming cynical about the guy never showing up. Well, I wanted to like have uh, this imaginary girl of our show get the boy that she loves. I want him to show up. I want it to be nice for her. You know, sue me. And at the top, Dixie Kwankwa from South Africa. Strange combination there of relentlessness and kind of uh, indistinctness, you know, a wispy kind of a feeling to it, even though it's very insistent. And her singing with the whispering and all that, it kind of almost isn't even there. And uh, reminds me sometimes of Bjork. I should play some of that African pop stuff from that era, because uh, like Miriam Makiba and some of those things, because some of it's really good.
Hintermass, with Are You Watching? John Brooks of Hintermass is a big name in uh, your, uh, your hauntological genre. He's involved in the advisory circle and other acts on Ghost Box and Trunk Records. And with Hintermass, he does song stuff rather than this uh, collage type material, this eerie stuff. And as you can hear, he's very good at that as well. Before Hintermass, we had something by Charles Lloyd from his album Moon Man. Charles Lloyd is a jazz saxophonist, flutist, he plays other instruments. He's had kind of like three careers. First one was more or less straight jazz. Then, like Miles Davis and others, he heard rock and roll and where it was going and started to create his own version of fusion music and became very popular playing at Monterey Pop Festival and the Fillmore and all these places. And he kind of slipped into a bag that was apparently a little self-destructive, which uh, he emerged from eventually and resumed his career as a esteemed jazz musician. But during this period where he was kind of losing it, he recorded some interesting stuff. One was this Moon Man album, and a lot of people hate it. And I could see why, but there are worthwhile things on it. And it's so goofy that it's really worth listening to. I selected some of the least goofy stuff on it. That was an extract from a series of pieces uh, that were linked together. And I think that was Prayer and Exile and a great 60s band called The Action. Well worth checking out if you're into The Who and um, Small Faces and that kind of stuff. Very influential, but never really made it. That was called Brain, Hanging Brain. No, it's not called Hanging Brain. I think he talks about Hanging Brain now, so I don't know if it, the meaning might have shifted over the years, but I'm not going to get into that. 
Sonically, the song is a great replacement for the repulsive song, uh, Something in the Air by Thunderclap Newman. I know you like it, right? Catchy, but disgusting. So we can mothball it, because now we have that song by the action. You're welcome. And you had the love scene and the riot scene, two cues created by Pink Floyd for the movie Zabriskie Point, a really unwatchable movie. And you might consider their music unlistenable. I know some people who do. I certainly don't. But if you want to argue that Roger Waters is the scum of the earth, I might back you there. But you'll notice that number, the riot scene, was pretty much us and them when it was reworked for Dark Side of the Moon. That was from the early years box set by Pink Floyd. A gift to me from a wonderful guy from England. My buddy Colin. Haven't talked to him in a long time. I don't know if he listens anymore, but if he does, hello, my friend. What would happen if I reached out So yes, I guess unless you're fast, you can get down to serious business with this. I never boned a honey that I didn't like. I never saw a mile that I couldn't hike. I never had a spliff to make me choke. I never had a pocket that was broke. Hate no one but love only a few. Franklin, Grant, and yeah, mom too. I run buck wild for self, but with the crew. But then again, <laughs> I thought you knew. 
Now I hear a voice. Is it what you want? I hope it is, kid. You're the flavor of the month. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. Somebody said you had it going on. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. Hurry up and get a scoop before it's gone. gone. So you got the fever for the flavor of the other. Chocolate sarsaparilla or is it you like another? Flavor in my socks. To the curly locks. Black sheep rolling hard and I can pee on top of the box. Never have I ever, never, ever felt much better. Did the whole nine. On the 10th I was no wetter. Ready and I'm eager. Eager as a beaver. On the radio and good to go says your receiver. Not to be the boldest or the oldest nor the wackest. Neither am I neatest or the newest or the blackest. Just a brown fellow who's not afraid of jello to the people of the world I would like to say good day. Had to wait a while, but the while has been waited. Never gave up hope in myself, nor debated. Didn't shed a tear when I wasn't picked, cause I got a cone now when I lick. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. Somebody said you had it going on. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. I heard you got the fever for the flavor. Hurry up and get a scoop before it's gone. Gone. Now I catch a number when before I caught a glare. Now I give a pound when before I gave a stare. Now I guess I kinda got it going on. I get a wake up call on the norm. I used to try to push a demo, now I have a coup That's a bit more than a little, but they're not quite a few Funny how they find you when they told you get lost Tell me why you're gritting when you have no dental floss Wasn't my loss, thought you were the boss You never knew how much this sherbet costs Forget it, I never sweat it Your girl will give me play, I'll wet it It only happens, yes, because you let it Now everybody wants to play my phone I see him with a spoon, I see him with a cone You never knew I knew it, but I knew you would pursue it Hurry up and get a scoop before it's gone I heard you got the fever for the flavor I heard you got the fever for the flavor I heard you got the fever for the flavor Somebody said you had it going on I heard you got the fever for the flavor I heard you got the fever for the flavor I heard you got the fever for the flavor Hurry up and get a scoop before it's gone Gone
hip-hop on this show for the same reason you don't hear a lot of spoken word recordings or uh, pneumatic drill recordings it's just a question of preference you know but there are a lot of hip-hop records I like and I used to be really into it for the main reason that I like the creativity of sampling and the layering of samples I think there's some remarkable things done there you know Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys is a great example um, De La Soul those type of things in those days, I was very interested in this stuff, and Black Sheep was one of the more interesting and fun hip-hop groups, at least in that first album they did. There were some of the more minimal, menacing kind of things, like Schooly D that I liked early on. I was interested in the perspective of stuff like Boogie Down Productions, but it's not a genre that interests me very much. For me, it's kind of like, like hardcore punk black metal you know there's a few things that i can get with and it's enough for me that's all and it ain't like there aren't enough chances to hear it if you want to but anyway musical terms which is what i'm most interested in the black sheep album is a great example of really creative collaging of samples it's called a wolf in sheep's clothing and really worth listening to the whole album there's a few tracks that are just hilarious and the one I just played, Flavor of the Month, uses two predominant samples. There are some others, but there's two main ones. Herb Alpert and Tijuana Brass, which you just heard as the last cut there. Little Spanish Town. And then before the Black Sheep record, I played I Wonder from the Bubblegum Machine, which is a record from the psychedelic era. That's, I guess, kind of like the Cow Sills, if a young David Clayton Thomas was in the band. <laughs> I don't know, but it's that kind of thing. It's like family bubblegum psych act. So that was, that was a three-parter, a triptych, if I might wax pretentious, and you should wax your pretensions. This way they repel water. Don't get moldy. You don't want a moldy pretense. <laughs> so, if you like when I get all thematic like that, maybe I'll do it again. I'll do it right now. I'll start with uh, stories. Remember stories? Brother Louie?
And there was the recurrence of two of the recurring bits on this episode of Buckaroo Holiday. That was Libby and Akiva, you just heard. Another cue from Stiesel, wonderful Israeli show. And we note with horror, but no surprise that hatred of Jews is going berserk in the world right now. Along with a multitude of other sins, crimes, horrors, miseries. Ignored and overtly supported sometimes by some of the loudest and most obnoxious voices for ostensible progress in this world. Now, I don't want to get too serious, and I also don't want to waste my breath because you either get it or you don't. Anyhow, Harry Parch again before that with another piece of Barstow. And then another of these uh, triptychs, eh? It was a song by the Minutemen called Stories. Might have played it before. I need a secretary, because this is happening too often. I'm just second-guessing myself. Is these? Did I play that? Or, you know, you hear me doing this. It's it's uh, ridiculous. It's, uh, it's it's the old mind slipping is what it is. I need a, uh, a an amanuensis or something. Is that what they call it? So stories, yeah, by the Minutemen. That was from Three-Way Tie for Last, which was the uh, final new album with D. Boone on it before he died tragically. Here, another song called Stories by Chaka Chaz. 
who, believe it or not, were Belgian. They had a big hit around 1971 or 72, Jungle Fever, over here. But I like that one with those weird little whispered sections. Kind of goofy. Oh yeah, what's with Belgium? I don't know. And as I mentioned, the band stories. With Please, Please. When uh, the band still featured Michael Brown. Baroque pop wonderkind from the Left Bank and other bands. Not the same Michael Brown who did industrial musicals. That's a different Michael Brown. And I wonder if I, if I take it for granted that everybody listening to this thing knows about my involvement with industrial musicals. Some years back I co-wrote with Steve Young a book called Everything's Coming Up Profits, which was about the genre of industrial musicals, which were original musical productions commissioned by corporations to play at their yearly sales meetings. And they released albums to, as souvenirs to the attendees. And Steve and I were collectors of these things. We became friends at some point, and ultimately we collaborated on this book that was published by Blast Books. And you might want to check it out. It's a great book, if I do say so. And there was a documentary film based on it called Bathtubs Over Broadway, which Steve is in, and so am I. And you might want to check that out. It's actually pretty interesting. It involves a musical number that brought me to a famous Hollywood stage, the Warner Brothers New York City Street set, doing a dance number of all things with Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys. Isn't life strange? I've played a couple of industrial numbers on this show before. I'll play another one now, give you an example. This wasn't written by Michael Brown, but in fact by Raymond Scott, who I think you probably know about. His jingles and incidental commercial music has been played on the show before. It is an ode to the animating spirit of our namesake cocktail, the Buckaroo. Bourbon, 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 bourbon. Sip it slow, sip it slow. Make it bourbon, make it bourbon. We should
Intrigue by Lalo Schifrin from the soundtrack to the TV show Mission Impossible, which is apropos because this episode has been seeming like Mission Impossible. Like right now, if Bolton into that, I'm thinking to myself, this could medley. Um, I could go to uh, Ricky Don't Lose That Number because it has that same Horace Silver intro, that bass lick, you know. And I could go to High Flying Bird because that reminds me of uh, the music of the thing. You know, that's the kind of thing I would normally do in a podcast. You skip stones, you go from one to the other. But this has been podcastus interruptus for a couple of weeks. Just doing this thing in fits and starts when I can, and it's always something. Starting with that fucking guy coming by here and excreting his political opinions right on my coffee table. But not just that, and it's not his fault, you know. He's just, I'm doing it here on the show, you know. I make my comments too, but... Anyway, if you, by the way, if you ever come to my house, don't do this, all right? Let's talk about movies or some shit. Um, but anyway, this is all to tell you that we're about done. Um, as I mentioned before, Bourbon Bourbon by Raymond Scott. Intrigued by Lalo Schifrin. And I gotta figure out some way to end the show. One thing I'm thinking about is... Has it been getting more formulaic? Has it been seeming more formulaic with this thing? You know, when I started, I didn't really have any plan about what the show was going to be like. I do a little bit of this and that. And I did some weird things, you know, these poetry readings and the production pieces that, you know, like the football parody and things like that, mashups, all that crap. And I've gone away from that because it seemed like the less of that I did the more people seemed to respond they just like the songs you know and that's fine but for me I think I want to maybe do something a little more interesting as I mentioned at the top of the show I got these commissions coming up and I've got a couple of new ones that have been very generous commissions I'm looking forward to getting those underway or if already underway completed and up and again just for people who don't listen all the time you can join the Patreon, you know, $5 a month, whatever the hell it is. I do special shows there and um, some giveaways of artwork and statues and things that I'm doing. And there'll be a lot more content going there than here. But when I do the next one here, it might be a little more of a... Well, you'll see. I have, a, I have an idea of something I want to do. I just want to get away from the song, 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 spiel, song, 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 spiel thing, you know. Maybe not completely, maybe not forever, but for a while, yeah. 
I know some people mentioned to me that they like when I do a lot of the talking, especially the more uh, Gene Shepard-esque type stuff. I think some people could probably do well without me speaking at all, other than crediting the songs and artists. Let me know if you're interested in uh, suggesting anything. It doesn't mean I'll do what you say, but it'll help me know what's working and what isn't. I know a lot of people have this allergy to do up. I, I, I get it because, like I said, there's other kinds of music I just have no interest in either. And this one here is really for the hardcore because it has all those qualities that make doo-wop unappealing to people. It's really crude sounding and the singers are, to say the least, flawed. The recording is kind of wacky. It's all over the place and it has that doo-wop song format that some people find tedious, you know. So all those things that people don't like, for some reason, thrill me in full effect. Doo-wop being a kind of a regional thing, I should note this is from New York. It's the Young Tones. And appropriately, it's called It's Over Now. And it is. Thank you for listening to Buckaroo Holiday. Can't believe I completed it. See you next time, I hope. So I won't be forgetting thought.